Here we go. Can, can you hear me? I got a, uh, I got a new uh, recording right now. I wanted to make sure. Wait. Three, two, one. Can you hear me? Yeah, everybody. Dazzling, stimulating. And you guys are styling, smiling, profiling. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hi, we're old men in sweats. And I'm Barry D. And over here is Tommy T. You're going to hear him in a second here. And welcome to our show. Ready? Three, two, one, action. Barry D. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I always wanted to do that. I want to be a director because I just want to say that. I want to say three, two, one, action, and I want to hear the slate. I love the slate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do they call it? The clapboard. Oh, I love that. Yeah. All, All right, right. So anyway, slate. we, we um, NBA Finals 2021, Phoenix Songs, Milwaukee Bucks, and um, game two was just the other day. Let's um, review uh, game two, and then we'll preview game three. So, Tommy T, what's your thoughts on game two? Well, I, 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 I like the Bucks on game two, right? Like, I wanted the Bucks to win, and I said that the Bucks were going were gonna to play a much better game, right? Yeah. And, and they didn't. Like, they, they did it. They did, they did exactly what I said they couldn't do. They didn't play better defense, right? They, like I said, um, you know, they gave up. They lost game one, 118 to 105. Okay, so I said, Barry, I said, they have to play better defense. They can't give up 118 points again. So they lost game two, 118 to 108. They give up 118 points both games. Okay, I got to stop you. I got to stop. There you are. Yeah. Okay. I thought I lost you there. But anyway, did lose. Okay, so continue. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, no, I mean, so we're so recording on audio. So I was I was going back and double checking the box score. But the thing is, I told you that they had to hold Phoenix to under 110 points. And Phoenix was 20 out of 40 from three-point land. 20 out of 40. I mean, Barry, you're not going to win. You're not going to win if you're giving up 23-point shots. And here's the thing. The Bucks, the Bucks are not playing good defense. They're not playing good enough defense. Now, yeah, Drew Holiday's not making any shots. Chris Middleton's not making mm-hmm. any shots. Everyone's talking about that. They're not making any shots. Giannis is scoring 40 points, 42 points. He scored 30 points in the first game. Giannis is scoring points, and everyone's saying that the other guys aren't making any shots. And, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But if you give up 118 points a game, you're never going to win. You're, the Bucks are supposedly a defensive team. They're not stopping them. And the other thing is, when um, Phil Jackson always used to say this, home games, your subs play better. The home games, your subs are always going to be more effective than they are on the road. So you got guys like Cameron Payne, Cam Johnson. You got guys oh, that that Tory Craig. You got guys coming off the bench burying three pointers. I mean, like you know they're making three pointers. So now they make twenty three pointers. They made eight three pointers in the first quarter, and just like Phil Jackson said, your 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 bench guys are going to play better at home. Well, their bench guys in Phoenix are killing the Bucks. Hundred eighteen points a game. You're not going to win. If the Bucks don't tighten up their defense, they're going to get swept or they're going to get a gentleman's sweep. They're going to win maybe one game in Milwaukee, but that's it. Yeah, because let me let me say go go something with the Suns and their shooting and the role and the and the guys off the bench. I mean, Crowder's not off the bench, but he was four for eight field goals, three for five, three-pointer. Bridges, yeah. Bridges was huge. Bridges was eight for 15, three for nine. On the on the from the three point round, twenty seven points. So see, he was huge, and Craig, you know, didn't Craig get hurt? 
He got hurt in the third quarter. Yeah, yeah so he, he, he might he might be out. But but you know you're you're right though. It's not the bench players like like I think Phil, what Phil Jackson was was referring to was the role players like Mikael Bridges and Jay Crowder. You can't let you can't let Bridges score twenty something points. You can't let Jay Crowder go three for five from the three point land or four for eight. You can't yeah. let those guys get open shots. You got to guard those guys. And 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 the Bucks are playing bad defense. The other thing is my son, you know, Roman, the 20-year-old, who's a huge basketball fan, he's down on Budenholzer, the Bucks coach. He says that Budenholzer has an unimaginative offense, mm-hmm. and he's been watching He's been watching the games. He's been watching Budenholzer talk in the locker room, and, and, <laughs> and, and he's saying, and like Budenholzer said, guys, go out there and be random. Be random. What the hell does that mean? Be I, random. I told you I don't like that guy. I told you I had some things no, last show. I was like, no good. He, he gets in the locker room. He's like, let's go get him. Or he goes, well, we'll get him next time. Or he's got no pulse. And the he's guys no are just like, whatever. Like, and, and if you listen to him in the locker room or in between on timeouts, and you listen to last game, fourth quarter, when Phoenix's coach was talking to uh, DeAndre Ayton. Do you remember when Monty, that happened? Yeah. yeah, Monty Williams, yeah. And, and, and Aiton wasn't playing good. He, Aiton didn't even play good last game, game two. And he was before the fourth quarter started or was during a timeout when he was going to put Aiton back in. He had this conversation that they recorded of, of him giving a pep talk to Aiton. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and, and, and it was an unbelievable uh, pep talk and just motivational thing that challenged Aiton but also made him understand that he is as good as he is. And he got in there and he played a great fourth quarter. He didn't play good the first three quarters. So, well, see that. Okay. So the, the, there's another difference. So now you got, you got Milwaukee's not playing their trademark, good defense. You got Budenholzer getting out coached, not only in X's and O's, but he's getting out coached in the intangibles, which are, how do you, how do you connect with your team? How do you motivate your team? Now, obviously your team shouldn't need to be motivated in the NBA finals, but they're still human beings. The Bucks are playing like, like without any urgency. And, and, you know, and they also don't look like they have um, any kind of flow on offense. They look like they don't know what they're doing on offense. I mean, I don't know you know, I mean, it, it, they're going to look that way because Giannis, Giannis is a difficult guy to play offense with in terms of a five man rotation because Giannis has a weird way of scoring. Like he has to, he has to drive to the basket and he has to take that Euro step, but also he's easily defense. They, they build that wall that Toronto started a couple of years ago. They build that wall. So then he's got to stop and he's got to kick it back out. Giannis has a weird offensive game to begin with. So it's going to be difficult for the Bucks to look smooth on offense. You know I mean? Just even though Giannis is getting 42 points and he made 11 out of 18 free throws, which wasn't terrible, you know, it's not great, but it's not terrible. Giannis is difficult to play offense with, but Budenholzer, he's been there for four years or whatever, three years. He doesn't have this team. He doesn't have control. He doesn't know what he's doing. And the Bucs, they look like they're done. I, I, I actually even think in the previous series as I watched it, and I never think he's really got control, and I also never think the Bucs are playing with urgency. I've watched all the series yeah. before. They just kind of like, okay, are we going to win this game? And they play, and sometimes they play out of their minds. And then if they don't play out of their minds, they lose. And it's almost like then they just go, okay, we lost. And they get behind in series, and then they come back and everything. So right now, they're being outcoached. X's and O's, they're being outcoached in tangibles. Um, and, then, and, then, and then they're not playing the defense. 
that they that they that they are their trademark defense. And then you got their role players. They're going to have to turn it around in Milwaukee. Like PJ Tucker had seven points. Um, you know, oh, he's Middleton, terrible. Middleton, he's terrible. He's terrible. Seven points. Holiday had seventeen, but Middleton only had eleven. I mean, Middleton and um, the Greek freak are going to have to score, and then someone else is going to have to step up. And I guess what's his name stepped up? The little uh, the little guard guy is that Irish guy? Is it uh, Conaghan? Yeah, he had he had fourteen. <laughs> he had fourteen. <laughs> no, but, that's that. Listen, that's a great listen. If you get four, if you get double figures out of Conaghan, you're gonna you're you're doing great. Like because he made a couple three pointers, a couple big three pointers early in the game. He's he's doing his job. Drew Holiday just was terrible he plays great defense he played tough defense last game but he was terrible on the offensive end and and he, drew holiday has to stick he has to match chris paul he's got to play better offensively but let me ask you about conigan where'd conigan go to college notre dame oh that makes sense yeah yeah he played but he played he was a baseball pitcher he was a pitcher in baseball he throws he could throw the ball over 90 miles an hour and um and he, so he had an opportunity to play, um, to play baseball and basketball. But when he went to the NBA pre-draft camp, you know, like, you know, like the, you know, like the NFL combine where they do all the measurables, yep. they measured, they measured Connaughton's vertical jump and it was the highest recorded in years. He has like a 40, like a 45 inch vertical Whoa. jump. Or something. Like he's a ridiculous, <laughs> he's a ridiculous athlete. Like, like, I mean, that was five or six years ago when he was coming out of college. He's an incredible athlete. He could jump out of the gym. So he, he got drafted by Portland. He played a few years with Portland, and they finally traded him to Milwaukee. So he's only a role player. But the uh, other guy is Dante. They, they lost Dante DiVincenzo. He's the guy. He's like 6'6 from Villanova. Yeah, the Italian you know, he, guy. Well, he played with Mikhail Bridges. He, him and Bridges were on the same team at Nova. He could do a lot of the same things that Bridges can do but he broke his foot in the first round of the playoffs. So they miss him. But, but here's the thing is like the, the way these final, the way these playoffs work and the way the bucks have played thus far, they fell behind two games, to zero to the Brooklyn Nets. And then, you know, and so, and they pulled it out. Like they were able to win that series. The bucks are looking terrible, but they can go home tomorrow, Sunday. Right. And they can win that game. They can win game three. And all of a sudden, the series shifts, not completely in Milwaukee's favor, but the series, you, you can see a, like a slight shift. So this next game, we're killing Milwaukee. But if they somehow pull it out, if they somehow play better defense, and, and if Phoenix's role players somehow come down a little bit, like they should on the road, like Cameron Payne, Cam Johnson, you know, Mikael Bridges, they shouldn't be having these great games on the road. If they come down a little bit, the Bucks pull out a game, now all of a sudden, you know, we're talking next week and it may not be so bad. But right now, the Bucs have played terrible the first two games. And yeah. Holzer's done a terrible job the first two games. Yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes when they say his name, I think of that guy the ran for president that's the transportation secretary now. Pete Buttigieg. What is the guy's name? Pete Buttigieg. The guy I don't know that, that guy. That guy, he ran for president. And then he lost. And now he's the transportation secretary he's from a, Indiana. The, the sanitation yeah, or transportation? Yeah. Transportation. Pete Buttigieg. Oh, okay. Every time <laughs> no, someone know. says that guy's name, I go, I'm thinking of that guy. But anyway, I wanted to – so Phil Jackson, the thing about role players playing better at home, it, it, it does work that way. So 
what you're saying is if they when they go when Phoenix goes to Milwaukee, these guys, you know, like Bridges and 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 these other guys, they're not going to have the games. They're going to have Paul's going to have his game and Booker's going to have his game. So then someone well, else is going to have to step up. Now let me ask you this: Do the I think Phil Jackson? I want to ask you something. Do do the two injuries that Phoenix has now? I don't know what the status is of um of what well, Sarich is Sarich is out, and they're fearing that um, that Craig's not going to play the next couple oh. games. He's not going to play, right? I mean, those injuries they're not major, but those those are two guys that are in the rotation. Craig's in the rotation, so what that does is, in my opinion, I think that Sarich and Craig will really hurt if this series goes six and seven games. Mm-hmm. If this mm-hmm. series gets deep. You know, now all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden uh, Phoenix doesn't have that extra boost of energy to come in, especially if there's a game seven. Sometimes you look look for five or six minutes out of one of your bench guys that you maybe won't get, right? So that's where I think those injuries would really come into play. But as of now, the next two games, you just shorten your rotation. You're only going to see seven guys. Phoenix is only only going to play seven guys now, right? And so you're going to go at it. So so do you think um, the guy from Wisconsin – uh, what's yeah, his name? Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. He's going to be important if, if, if down later in the well, series. He's going to he's going to play more, but but you know obviously they they value Tory Craig more than Frank mm-hmm. Kaminsky. Craig can guard multiple positions. I don't think Kaminsky can guard any position. I think that's why he doesn't play. No, he that's why he that's why he doesn't play in college. He could he could guard. No one was guarding anyone anyway. But I'm worried yeah. that with Craig, if Craig is out. He's going to have to step up, and that may be the difference. But, again, still Milwaukee's going to still have to play better. I don't care if they play home, away, or at Catalina Island. Like, it's, it's, it's like these guys are going to have to do better. Like, even the top two, they don't even have the top two going. The Greek freak's going, but Middleton's going to have to do something. Like, oh, like, he's been I, terrible. I mean – Terrible. He was clutch. He's clutch, been clutch all year, and now is it the defense? Is it Crowder? bothering him what well, is it? Well, well yeah phoenix is playing tough defense too really good defense and and again phoenix is home they're playing home so mm-hmm. you know they got they got a loud they got a huge crowd a huge loud crowd it, it almost sounds like sacramento over there you know what i mean like yeah they're going crazy there so they're getting they're getting a boost from the crowd they're, they're playing well and then they look like they're way better than milwaukee I, I mean, let's see. You know, the Greek freaks still got to score thirty-five, right? But he's got it. But Middleton's got to middle. Middleton's got to come up with thirty. Like, where's Middleton's thirty? Yeah, because because Paul, Chris Paul, and Booker the game two thirty-one Booker twenty-three Paul, and then yeah. Bridges got his twenty-seven and blah blah yeah. blah. The, the, the box is ridiculous. It's forty-two by the Greek freak, and then it drops off to um. 17 by Holiday, and then and then the Irish guy from the best Jesuit school in the world, Notre Dame, uh, you know, he had 14. I mean, you know, so yeah. Middleton, but, but it's overall the defense, like you said. I think defense makes offense, and their defense isn't playing the way they, they, they usually play, and that's hurting maybe their offense. But I agree with your son, too. That coach, he's got no imagination. Um, I, I just don't understand guys. He's like got to go. He's got to go. You know what they should terrible. do? They should fight. I think they should fire Budenholzer right in the middle of the series. They should just fire him. Get rid of him. You know who they <laughs> could put in? How about this? How about they, they got, fire? 
No, they got someone on the bench. They got an ex-player on the bench. Bring in Sam Cassell. No, no. How about this? How about this story? What a good feel. This story would be for the NBA and everybody in the world. They fired that guy right in the middle of the game. He leaves. It's kind of like he storms off like like um like um Gene Hackman in Hoosiers. Remember, he would get kicked out of the games yeah. all the time, and yeah. Gene Hackman would just storm off the court and they'd holler at him and holler at him, and he'd just wave his hand. So they do it right in the middle of the game, and he starts walking off, and they're all going after him and harassing him, the Bucks fans. And then they put in not Sam Cassell. Well, I love Sam Cassell. Great guy. I mean, we interviewed Sam Cassell when we did our show um, back at Comedy Central. We asked him about his shoe store and all this other stuff. He ignored us, the, the little peanut. He looked like the he looked like the planter's peanut guy. That's what he looked like, <laughs> Sam Cassell. But I got the feel-good story is this. No, 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 not Sam Cassell. The coach they bring in is Vin Baker. Oh, my Vin, God. Vin Baker off the bench, who works for the Bucks? He's he's there. Does too. he work for the Bucks? Yes, yes. Because they, he he was he was working at Starbucks for a while. He, no joke. He was working no. at Starbucks because he was struggling there for a while, right? We we met Vin Baker. He was a great guy. He was a great guy. He interviewed him, and he was a great player. He was oh, yeah. a great player. That guy oh, yeah. was for Seattle. For Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was awesome. That guy was like great passer. Great shooter, great everything. I mean, he was he was like a, a little, you know, like no one really knew about the guy. He went to Hartford, you know, no one really knew about him, but oh, yeah. he was he, he was fantastic ball player. And you then, know what else um, went to Hartford? You know what else went to Hartford? Who? Oh. Manute Bull. Manute Bull went to University of Hartford? Yeah, wow. went to Hartford, I think, for a year or two. Yeah. Manute Bull. It's kind of hard to hide that guy. Like they hit oh, Vin, Vin Baker guy. six, what, ten? They hid Vin Baker's six, six nine, six yeah, nine, they, they, or something like that. Yeah. Ball, you can't, you can't, you know. It was seven six. Yeah, you can't hide that guy. I mean, Manu people Bull, are trying to. Find you know, Manu Bull's kid's name is Bull Bull. That's good. His it's name better, is Bull Bull. It, it's better. <laughs> it's better than what if it was Pokey? Pokey Bull. Po Pokey Bull. I don't know what Pokey. Oh, you mean po Pokey? The, like the eat the, the fish that you yeah, eat yeah, from yeah, Hawaii. The what if they named yeah. Pokey? It'd be Pokey Bull. That'd be fun. I love Pokey Bulls. His name is B O L B O L Bull Bull. Yeah, that's funny. He's he played in the NBA this year. Yeah, no. Well, he's yeah. I mean, you know what? I did see him. Who's he play for? Yeah, he played. I think he played for Detroit or yeah. or one of. I think he like one of those teams. But he's yeah. not. You know, he's good. You know, he played for Oregon. He's good. He Bull Bull has a chance. Yeah, but those when I watch when I watched his dad. I haven't seen the son as much, but the dad, I used to get worried when I would watch him. Like I had a concern oh, God. when I would yeah. watch him. Cause I always thought he was going to break in half. Like just break. Oh, like it's, it's, so, oh, it's, I think it's brittle. I looked at yeah. his legs. There's skinny legs. And look at the peanut brittle, maybe. And you just break. Oh like, my like, God. Like. Yeah. But don't but he, you think. He, what, go ahead. Well, for a while there, he was playing for golden state when Don Nelson was coaching golden state yeah. and he was making three, he was making three pointers. He had a seven, <laughs> six guy making three pointers. So, so do you think though, like the Vin Baker thing, he did have a lot of trouble, but he came back in his life and, you know, you know, and he, he tells the story. Well. Yeah. He tells the oh, story. He went to well. Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. You know how he did the Starbucks thing? He called Howard Schultz, who was yeah, owner he, of the I Sonics. He, well, he started some kind of internship there or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And then he, and, and then he, and he learned the business. And, and yeah. then he learned the business and he cleaned yeah. up his act and he stopped yeah. drinking. And you well, know, his he act, I mean, like the other thing guy. is he was a great guy. He's a great guy. His act, his act wasn't that bad. He just had a drinking problem and he yeah. was, you know, running some problems, you know, financials and stuff like that. Yeah. But it wasn't like, he was never a bad guy or never. No, no. Like that. And, yeah. No, and that's why if yeah. we're going to make a scenario here, 
a hypothetical scenario to get rid of that coach, I'd like to see him pop in there. No, I, and, and obviously, obviously, listen, we're being absurd. You yes, know, you don't yes, obviously, yes. you know, you don't you don't fire a coach now. But you know, I mean, what the heck? As long as we're talking about it, like he, like I, get rid of him. Is Darvin Ham? Does Darvin Ham, the the assistant coach? Because I think Darvin Ham is going to get um he's going to get a a coaching job. I think either they're interviewing him for one of the one of the coaching vacancies, maybe for Washington Wizards. I don't know where Darvin Ham is, but I would fire Budenholzer and promote Darvin Ham. Say where 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 Budenholzer come from? Well, he was lineage. What's his lineage? Okay, it's it's a longtime assistant for Popovich in San Antonio. Uh, of course. And, th- and then he went and coached Atlanta for a few years. Oh. And he had, I think he had some success there one year. Maybe they made the playoffs and he had a couple mm-hmm. bad years and he landed in Milwaukee. But I've seen enough of Budenholzer. Like, I, I, nah, it's like, it's, it doesn't work. I, he's, uh, he's uninspiring and he's not some kind of a great um, defensive guy. I got to tell you, you know, we talked about this last time. Budenholzer reminds me of the Van Gundys. He's got some reputation of being a good basketball guy and a real good defensive guy. He ain't. He's not. Like, I'm, I'm tired of these guys. They, they get these little they get these little white guys. They look like they never played basketball in their lives. And all of a sudden, they get this reputation of being defensive gurus or great coaches. What? Where? Like, where'd that come from? Yeah. You, you, don't have, you don't have to be a great player to be a great coach. But Budenholzer looks like he doesn't even know how to dribble a basketball. Did he ever play? It's ridiculous. You're right. Well, he's he's his he's hanging his hat on on Pop, Coach Pop. That's well, what yeah, this is I mean, about. Just because just because you sit on Pop's bench doesn't mean you can coach your way anywhere. Popovich was a great is a, is a great coach. Phil Jackson is a great coach. A lot of Phil Jackson's assistants, Jimmy Clemens, you know, he wasn't he wasn't a good uh, head coach. He was Jim Clemens was Jackson's assistant forever. The famous assistant that Phil Jackson had was was a Tex. What was his name? Uh, Ritter, what was the guy's Ritter, name? No, the, the, that, yeah, the, the guy, the guy that created the uh, the triangle offense, not oh, Tex God. Ritter. What was not his Tex name? Um, I forget his name. The guy that the, uh, the guy that Phil Jackson credits were creating the triangle offense. He was an assistant coach forever, and he and he was never a head coach, or he was before. So just because you're an assistant coach for Phil Jackson or for for uh, Popovich doesn't mean you're a good coach. How does Budenholzer get a reputation as being a great coach? I could coach that team with Giannis. That's interesting. So it says here that the triangle Winter. offense. Tex Winter. Tex Winter. Yeah, but it says it says here it was established by Hall of Fame coach Sam Barry at the at USC. Yeah, but then that then Google Tex Winter. Tex oh, yeah, Winter's Tex the guy. Winter, there he is. Yeah, That's yeah. The guy, yeah. He passed away, right? He passed away, and he was a longtime assistant to Phil Jackson. But it doesn't mean that he's an automatic going to be a great coach. Where does Budenholzer get this reputation of being a great coach? He isn't shown to be a great coach. It's ridiculous. It's it's, and I think I, I just think I don't know. You know, I don't want to get into the the you know racial thing of it or the discrimination or anything in this. This, but it, it's enough's enough. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, you know, they, they keep, like you said, they keep hiring these white guys. I don't care. You know, we're. I don't. I don't even say I'm white anymore. I tell you right now, I get so upset by white people that I always tell people, 
like on uh, applications of uh, I ever have to put the what I what yeah, I am. I, I don't do even do put too. Caucasian. I put I, I, I do put other. None. I put, I put other. other yeah. and, I, and then <laughs> if I have to write it out, I put Italian and Irish because you I can't do. take it anymore. I'm, I'm Sicilian and Italian. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be involved anymore with these white people up in the Appalachian Mountains and these other people, these crazy people. So enough's enough, though. I'm going to say it because it's ridiculous. Usually you get a job because you have experience or you train or you do something, this and this. And then if you don't do well, then you get fired or, or you get let go or whatever. And these white guys keep getting these coaching jobs and they're terrible and they keep staying there and staying there. And there's all these African-American guys or even other nationalities that, that are, that are or a woman, you know or the woman. Doing. Or a woman, well, the Becky, the, the Becky Hammond. I mean, like you know, like get put someone else in. Give me a break. Like I told you, the Van Gundy's that Van Gundy keeps getting recycled and popping up, and it's just like, what? Well, where? Where did he get the reputation? I mean, he coached, he coached um, Dwight Howard into the NBA Finals that one year, yeah. but Dwight Howard was like the most dominant player in the NBA. And okay, Van Gundy did a good job with that team, but he's never done a good job before or since. No, he's always done a crappy job. It, it's ridiculous. You know, if you really start thinking about it, it's crazy. Yeah, so he can't, you know, like like New Orleans hires him last year, and you're going, what? Like Van Gundy, wh why him? Uh, yeah, with all, all the other people. With all the other people with all the other out guys, there. You know, so, and it's ridiculous. And the other thing they do is, is uh, they they lay in the weeds for you like um like Portland hired Chauncey Billups as the head coach right this year yep, yep. Chauncey Billups got his first coach up all of a sudden I never knew this Chauncey Billups had a 15 year playing career he's worked on ESPN he was he was in line to be the general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers he's done all these things post career he finally gets a head coaching job and all of a sudden they come out with these allegations that he raped somebody back when he first started playing in Denver, like 20 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. when, I mean, so these allegations come out and they're saying he's not the right man for the job in Portland, especially, which has had a lot of racial tension in the last couple of years. Portland's been one of the hubs, if you will, of, of, of you know, like, like, like the racial tension and a lot of the social problems that we're having in this country. I mean, everything has kind of exploded in Portland. So, so uh, Chauncey Billups gets this job in Portland, and all of a sudden, I got to read that Chauncey has allegations against him from 20 years ago. So where, like, where were those allegations when he was a player? Where were those allegations when he worked for ESPN? It's almost like people yeah. say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to those. I'm going to hold on to those, and, and I'm going to wait to see if he gets a job that I want to stop. It's, it's like politics. It's like they're waiting for Chauncey Billups to run for president before they bring out some of this dirt, you know? Or, and, or and, are they making something up? Are they taking well, a story? No. Wait, let me no, say, it, let me say it, something. It was, are they taking a story that was there and then they build it into something that it really isn't, which we've, I'm still waiting for the Deshaun Watson thing to come through and, and they build it into something else to then use it. Well, into yeah, a bigger thing. Well, I, I don't, the story hasn't, I don't think they've changed the story because they, they haven't, they haven't really said what the story is. They just <laughs> said, they just said that he was, he had rape allegations, oh, right? Oh. I don't think any charges were filed. I guess there was some, maybe there was some kind of a civil settlement. I don't know because I never heard of it and I didn't really. And then when I read the article this time, like a month ago or a couple weeks ago, uh -huh. when Chauncey got the job, it was a small, short article. And I was just like, well, what, when did Chauncey Billups have trouble like that? I don't, the guy, the guy's always been like considered a, an exemplary guy, a leader on the floor. 
I, you know, I always watched him. I always thought he was great. Now all of a sudden he gets the job and they're like, you know, oh no, we shouldn't hire Chauncey Billups. We should hire one of the Van Gundys. The hell out of here. It doesn't. And, and wouldn't they find that out in their, as they do their due diligence to hire him? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but what I'm saying is though, th- that story happened 20 years ago. Why yeah. does it come out now? Yeah, Why now? I, I get you. I like, I, I, you know what? You may be right. They hold on to it. They hold and, on to these things. And, and then they go, okay, I'm going to come up with it now. You know, so, so. And when we say it, they, well, when we say they, I don't yeah. even know who we're referring to. Who's they? When we say they, it's the media, obviously. But who in the media? Because I know Stephen A. Smith isn't holding on to that and saying, yeah. okay, now I'm going to pull this out. Like, it's just like, who is they? Is it a white guy that runs, you know, Fox News. I mean, who is it that's all of a sudden releasing this thing and saying, go investigate that and then throwing it. And, and it came up at his press conference. I guess they had an oh. awkward press conference. You know, when you announce your coach, yeah. Yeah, like someone asked a question, someone asked, someone the asked question. a question. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, now all of a sudden it's a story. It's yeah. just like, you know, well, let know. me ask you this. We're talking, I mean, a lot of this talk is about because we think the Bucks coach, they should get rid of him. So let's, 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 let's be, let's be fair here. Let's review what the Bucks coach has done since he got there. Okay. Okay. So what's so well, the, uh, uh, this is the first final in how many years? How many years, how many years has he been there? This is his fourth year. Fourth year. Okay. One final. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two last year, last year they lost. Um, well, they, two years ago, they lost to Toronto. Yeah. Right. In the, um, I guess in the, in the, in the conference semis. Mm-hmm. Right, they they won the first two games, and Toronto won the next four. Mm-hmm. They blew them out, right? Yep. And then last year, I don't know who beat them last year. Uh, did Miami beat them? Miami yeah. went to the finals, right? Yeah. Miami must have beat them in the bubble, yeah. right? And then this year, they um, you know, they they weren't. I don't think they were the number one seed this year, but they were the number two seed, and so they upset Brooklyn in the conference semis because Kyrie Irving uh. Uh, blew his ankle out in game yeah. one or two, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and then they, they they withstood like a, an amazing performance by Kevin Dur- Kevin Durant, uh-huh. and they overcame you know they overcame Brooklyn in seven games, right? Yeah. And then they beat um, Atlanta in six, right? They beat Atlanta yeah. in six. They made the so, conference finals two years out of four. Yeah, two years. And yeah. they got and they and they only made the finals one of those. They got beat the other one, and the first year I don't even know if they made the playoffs. Can't remember. Well, yeah. So you know, so maybe maybe yeah. we're being too hard on Budenholzer. Like like he has one. You know, he's got he has a lot of wins. Where he's gone, got a lot of wins. He got him in the playoffs. I don't know. Maybe we're being too hard on him. You know why? Maybe because he's coaching one of the best players in the league, and the team keeps re um tooling the roster. Like they traded for Drew Holiday this year, and they got that PJ Tucker, who I think that PJ Tucker stinks. All he makes, all he could do is make that corner three. But if he doesn't yeah. make that corner three, he's useless. He's absolutely useless. He he's doesn't do nothing he, else. He's big. He's like big, like a round, he's, like a big he's round wide. guy. He's wide. He's like he looks he's like, like he, the new. He's the new round mound of rebound. But yeah, he's nothing he's, like yeah, the. He's exactly. nothing like the original. He's, he's nothing he's like the, the original round mound of rebound. Yeah. No, he's like the condensed, crushed, yeah. uh, uh, round mound of rebound. It's so weird. You watch him. I'm like, this guy's heavy. This guy well, like listen, eats a lot. But, he's big. But but this you know but this is what I this is what I would do. If Budenholzer is the coach of that team, like you said, Monty Williams, the head coach of Phoenix, pulled DeAndre Ayton aside and gave him a pep talk, right? Mm-hmm. And somehow he got him, he got him energized for that fourth quarter. Budenholzer has to pull PJ Tucker aside and say, listen, your job is that corner three. 
if you don't make that corner three, you are useless to us. Uh-huh. You got to make that shot. Like you, like you got to make three or four of those shots a game. If you don't, offensively, you don't help us. And what, what that means is if Phoenix doesn't have to cover PJ Tucker, because whenever, you know, you know, whenever PJ Tucker gets a rebound around the basket, he, if ever he gets an offensive rebound, he can't go back up with it because he's too little. Mm-hmm. I mean, meaning too short, right? Mm-hmm. And, he, and he doesn't have any hops. He can't go back up with it. So whenever he gets an offensive rebound, he has to bring it down and mm-hmm. look to kick it out. He's not an offensive weapon. He's useless with the exception of that corner three, which he's known to be a great corner three shooter. I haven't seen it. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen it. Just make a three or, or, or step off the court. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? Because last game, the Irish guy played 34 minutes and Tucker played 35. They well, should see, play the Irish guy more than well, Tucker. See, they should leave that, Tucker on the bench. But that's more minutes than they want to play Connaughton. Yeah, they I don't know, want to play Connaughton 34 minutes. But because Dante DiVincenzo is out, is out, right? Yeah. You know, so they got to play Connaughton more, yeah. right? And um, and then they got, you got Bobby Portis now who's playing more, who's not you – know, he wasn't in the rotation earlier. They don't really want to play Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis Bobby, is weird too. Bobby Portis, he's got crazy eyes. Yeah, you, crazy, crazy eyes. eyes. You look at that guy. He well, looks, he, he looks well, at the you camera know, and it's like, well, this guy's crazy eye. Well, he's famous for beating up his teammate in Chicago. You know, remember that? Remember yeah, that big yeah. uh, Serbian guy, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Nikolai Milosic, or I don't know what yeah. his name is, yeah. or I don't know. <laughs> he beat him up like he broke his jaw or something in practice. Like he, he knocked him off for like a month. Yeah, like he's kind yeah, of guy famous. walks down the street and you glance at him, like you don't mean Wait, to look yeah. at him, and you glance at him yeah. and then he looks at you with those crazy eyes. You go, "Holy crap! Well, I got to get out of here." Well, I mean, it's one thing, you know, for teammates to get in fights and practice because, you know, a lot of that happens yeah. a lot, you know, yeah. but, to, but to break a guy's face, he broke the guy's face. I love it. He, he, love he, Rudy, he, Rudy Tomjanovich, the guy, like he, he broke, broke his face. The guy, the guy <laughs> missed like a month or something with a broken jaw or something. So let me ask you another thing. I want to go to a stat thing. Does it matter that the Bucks were 15 or 23 from the free throw line? They shot nine more free throws. But they only made 15, uh, 65%. The Suns no, made well, 85%. The, the Bucks are always going to be around – the Bucks are always going to be around 60% from the free throw line because the, the guy that shoots most of the free throws can't shoot free throws. So they're, they're always going to have a poor free throw shooting percentage. I'll bet you the Bucks are one of the lowest free throw shooting teams in the league percentage-wise because of Giannis. You know? was, and then Giannis, Giannis was 11 for 18. Yeah, that's, it was 58%. That's not terrible for him. No, that's you figure, you, you know, and they're counting one, two, but did you know what the Phoenix fans are doing now? When they mm. count to 10, they're counting faster. They're, oh. they're, 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 they're pushing his pace. They're instead of going one, two, oh. three, four, you notice what they're doing. They're going one, two, three, four, five, six. That's seven. a good idea. And they're pushing his pace. He's trying to shoot on 10. But he's really shooting on six or seven because because they're 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 pushing his pace. And you gotta love it. Is, you gotta love it. Like the things but, fans come up with, you gotta love it. Like like yeah, well, the, the the series before they were doing an actual one thousand one one thousand one thousand two. No, no, that Phoenix they're not stupid. They said, look, let's push his pace. So the other thing is, Budenholzer's got to step in, call the referees over, and say, listen, you can't be counting with the fans. The fans aren't counting one, two, uh, you, and so, and then they got to tell Giannis, listen, shoot on eleven or twelve, 
Don't shoot on 10. And the referee's got to let him do that. It's so funny, though. It's funny, when we talk though, right? about this yeah, in the yeah. NBA, in the profession, it's professional, and we talk about this. It's crazy. Like, it's Great, so buddy. funny. It's so interesting and funny. And, and I even made a joke of it on Twitter. I was like, you know, as old guys, you know, the sands of time, you know, it, 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 it's tough, you know, and the sands of time keep going and going. And, and everything's uh, important to us every minute of our life. And I said, I want some of my time back from that guy about, you know, with him, he's wasting my time by taking all this time on the free throw. And I want a little of that time back, please. Well, Barry, that, well, you, when you get to be an old guy, you learn that the only thing that's valuable in life is time. Yeah. That's all, that's all we have. Yeah. It's crazy. That's the only, that, that's the only, that's the only real commodity. And we're, we're spending it watching Giannis. Yeah. Watching and this guy. Talking, yeah. And, and he, talking about him. Yeah. And then I'm thinking back when I was in Fran Allison basketball and I won the free throw contest, the Fort Stanwix free throw contest. And I made 22 of 25, 22 of 25. I was like, you did? fire. Yeah, you did. I was That's out there. Amazing. But this is the thing. I had my system. My system was, you know, I've had my right foot in front of the left foot. Right. Yeah, but a yeah. good dis a good distance that you would get some push from your legs, right? Your lower body. You had to get pushed from the lower body, and I would just dribble one, two, three, and then I I I I go down to get the lower body to move up, right? Because and then I would finish, and I would finish on my tiptoes, basically, whoop, right at the highest yeah. point, and I it just it, you know it works. I mean, you know, like you got to use that lower body a lot too. The best free throw shooters, they lose, the, they use their lower body. You don't even know they're using it. They're moving up. They're jetting up. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. But anyway, you know, so let's real quick here. Um, I won. Listen, though, I, I always thought, but you, you did, you have a good shot. You always have a oh, really yeah. good release. You have a good, I, but I always thought that you, um, that your ball rotated one, one too many rotations. It rotate a lot. Yeah. 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 And sure. Because they say that for every 15 feet, I think your ball is supposed to rotate two times or two and a half times, yeah. you know? So I, th I thought that your ball rotated, but you must've just, but, but because you had such good form and you got into a rhythm. So you must've just been getting it over the front of the rim with some nice art. Oh on. yeah. And it was yeah. all that. It was like, Phew. yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, so um, I won, so I won, um, I picked the Suns money line and the over, I won both. And yeah, you, you both. yeah, you had I the bucks. Both. No, you had the over. Yeah, I had the over and the bucks. Yeah, so you you were one and one. So yeah, this I had, week, the, I had the bucks plus the five and a half. Yeah, so this week, um, first of all, you know, I mean, the, the, I'm not. We really need to preview the game. I mean, basically tomorrow night, eight o'clock ABC. You know, it's in Milwaukee. Um, you know, I'm gonna. I mean, the Bucks are gonna have to play better D. Uh, they're gonna have to sit PJ Tucker more and gonna figure out how to figure out playing a couple other guys. And Middleton's gonna have to play way better. And then if they play better D. Fine. And, and if Chris Paul and Booker get their points, okay, that's fine. But then they're going to have to, they can't let these other guys, one or two guys on the Suns do something and they'll probably win. I think it's gonna be a low, lower scoring game. And in, in Milwaukee, well, listen, if it's not the same thing I said last time, if, if Phoenix gets another 115 points, forget it. The Bucks can't keep up with them. Yeah. And, and I keep think the line, I think Milwaukee's um, favored, um, by five, let me see how much they're favored for. I would never, it, the, they're favored by four. So I wow. would never, I would never, I would never lay four points with them. So because, and the reason I want to lay four points with them too, because they leave, they leave, they leave points on the free throw line. They leave those. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's two, 222. 
So to be safe, this is what I would do. This is the, the, the weird thing. Cause we, 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 we know about betting. Cause where we grew up, it was an Italian town, Italian Irish, everybody bet. We used to look yeah. at a local newspaper at the lines and yeah. that's where you would get the lines to go do your ticket when we would do the parlay tickets and whatever. So you, we, sometimes, you know, it's that scaredness of a better when you don't want to lose when you don't have tons of money and you try to hedge your bet. So I'm going to do a hedge and I'm going to take the bucks um, money line minus 185. I'm not going to give them, I'm not going to lay four points and I'm going to take the over 222 because I look at it. If the bucks don't win, Phoenix is going to score again. Like you said, they're going to score. The bucks aren't yeah. going to stop them. So I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to take that even though I think I'll, I'll probably lose one. <clears throat> well, I'm going to take this one. I'm going to take the Bucks in the under. I oh, think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Bucks are going to have their best defensive performance of the series, right? Yeah. And I think that I think that they're they're going to stop them. This is the one game where they're going to stop them. I don't think the Bucks are going to win the series, though. I don't think they're going to dominate Phoenix. But I just I just don't see Phoenix rolling into town and crushing them. I I don't see that happening. No, you I know? no, no, I don't either. And all, you know, yeah, I don't I don't but, see that either. But Barry, I've been I've been wrong every game. I've been wrong every game so far. So don't, you know, like I always tell you, we'll give you our picks and then we'll tell you don't bet our picks. Yeah. Go opposite. Go opposite. It's a George. It's George Costanza. We're the, we're the the handy, the George Costanza handicap corporation. Yeah. That's what we are. So whatever we say, just like George Costanza, you do the opposite. If you do the opposite, opposite, you got a better, and you got a better chance. All right, dudes. All right. So let's, um, we'll re we'll re, uh, regroup after game three on okay. Sunday and we'll, we'll go over that game and then into the game four. So um, old men and sweats, Barry D and Tommy T thanks for listening, watching our video podcast. Remember to follow us on all those social media things at old men and sweats. And remember this, all you people out there that follow old men and sweats and all you people that follow the George Costanza betting line corporation (laughs) remember this and always remember this we won't try harder next time so don't even ask all right buddy you have a good one and uh, and i'll I'll, uh, I'll text you during the game good job today man let's do this i like doing these quick ones i like this good job all right buddy all right adios i'll talk to you all right all right see you later man man. take care thank you man all right right, bye-bye adios here we go. Can, can you hear me? I got a, uh, I got a new uh, recording right now. I wanted to make sure. Wait. Three, two, one. Can you hear me? Yeah, everybody. Dazzling, yeah. stimulating, and you guys are styling, smiling, profiling. Oh yeah. Oh.